This podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional help. If you or someone you know is facing difficulties, I advise you consult a psychologist. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Psych for Life with Dr. Amanda Ferguson. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ferguson. Today's episode is about loneliness and solitude, a pathway to deeper self-connection and happiness. What is loneliness? It's our need to connect. It's innate. Most of our brain is devoted to connection, and many of us often feel alone. It's the state of distress and discomfort that really results when we perceive a gap between our desires for connection and our actual experiences of it. Loneliness can be normal, and it's only an indicator of something problematic when it's chronic, when the feelings are excessive and all-consuming and interfere with our daily life. It can cause clinical depression. Loneliness is an internal subjective experience where the external or objective circumstances really don't matter so much. It involves social isolation, poor social skills, introversion, and it can be a potentially damaging state of mind. In fact, the neural pathways for loneliness are the same as those for hunger. When we have a good, strong self-connection or relationship with ourselves, loneliness is easier to deal with. When we don't, it can be crushing, and it shows we probably need to recover from childhood issues and rebuild that self-connection or that self-relationship. My book called Life Works, Rediscover Yourself and Transform Your Relationships is a process that takes readers through this. It's available at Booktopia. Let's look at some statistics. In the United Kingdom, one in four adults feel lonely some or all of the time, and overcoming loneliness is part of being in a mentally healthy society. In the US of A, nearly half of adults experience feelings of loneliness daily. In fact, 33% of the world's population is lonely. The highest rate is in Brazil, where it's 50%. India, Saudi Arabia also report high incidences, whereas the Netherlands and Japan have the lowest incidence of loneliness. Adolescent loneliness is prevalent globally, especially in Africa and the Eastern Mediterranean. A meta-analysis in the USA found the risk of premature death increased by 26 to 29% due to loneliness. The lack of social connection can increase the risk of anxiety, depression and other mental illnesses, stroke, heart disease and dementia. In fact, lonely people are twice as likely to develop Alzheimer's disease. Chronic loneliness triggers the increased production of stress hormones. It hinders sleep and it results in weakened immunity. Loneliness is not necessarily about being alone. Instead, if you feel alone and isolated, then that's the loneliness. One can feel lonely in a crowded room, yet fully connected, alone in nature, on a remote mountaintop. The most connected and supported people can feel the most disconnected and lonely. Let's look at some causes. Well, developed countries due to affluence, good health and longevity are known to be developing loneliness. There's not so much mutual responsibility to take care of each other in families and communities. And we can buy what we need and don't have to participate in the community. 
modern life makes us more isolated than is healthy. Smartphones, materialism, social media, making us less physically connected, whereas most of the brain is devoted to our physical connectedness and to avoiding dementia. Many people feel marginalised, a lack of power, anxiety, cynicism, distrust in governments and disconnected from wider community. And of course, recently lockdowns turned loneliness into a chronic problem. This century is being called by some people the lonely century. Loneliness is now an epidemic. With gig economies, casual work rising, marriage breakdowns, participation in unions, churches, clubs dropping, people living alone, a widening economic divide, all these are contributors to loneliness. So let's look at some solutions. Loneliness is a universal human emotion. It's complex and unique to each person. And because it has no single common cause, dealing with it varies widely. For example, a lonely child who's being bullied or struggles to make friends has different needs than a lonely adult whose partner has recently died or left. For the child, the need is social connection. That's the solution. For the bereaved, the need is for intimacy. That's the solution, such as a close family member, a best friend, or even a new partner. Attachment theories of psychology look at two types of main attachment. Emotional loneliness that comes from a loss of an attachment figure or intimate partner versus social loneliness, the absence of social connectedness. And there are six types of these losses that require different types of solutions. And if you feel lonely because you've lost or have insufficient reliable alliances, then adding a friend who offers reassurance of worth will not fix this problem. So knowing which type of social connectedness you've lost determines which type of solution is going to work. Humanistic theories of psychology talk about the estrangement of people from themselves. Some people, having succumbed to social pressures, have lost contact with their internal true selves. They present a facade to the world in order to please or to placate others, but loneliness is the cost of such pretense and that feeling of emptiness experienced as loneliness. There's a difference between solitude and loneliness. Solitude or time spent alone is not inherently negative and can even be restorative or advantageous, particularly if we have good, strong self-connection. And people with good self-relationship can cope with loneliness and they use the solitude to replenish. They know themselves and they can manage loneliness with their favourite hobbies, soothing processes, activities, places or people. But people with a poor self-connection, self-relationship may not be able to cope with loneliness nor use solitude in healthy ways. If you find yourself in this situation, it's an opportunity to recover your sense of self, to improve your self-relationship and other relationships. My book, Life Works: Rediscover Yourself and Transform Your Relationships, is available on Booktopia, published by HarperCollins Australia. Decide to end your loneliness, get a copy of my book and begin your pathway to a deeper self-connection and happiness. And see the show notes for this episode for further information about LifeWorks by Amanda Ferguson on Booktopia.
If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening right now. Plus, don't forget you can access all of the resources mentioned in today's podcast via the show notes. Is there a pressing issue or topic you'd like me to discuss? Head to my Instagram at dramandaferguson and send me a DM. I love hearing from my listeners. If anything discussed in this podcast has caused you concern or distress, contact your general practitioner or health provider. To locate a psychologist in your area, call the Australian Psychological Society and locate Find a Psychologist Service on 1800 333 497 or visit www.findapsychologist.org.au. If you or someone you know is in crisis, Lifeline is available 24-7 on 13 11 14 and Kids Helpline again 24-7 on 1800 double five 1800 and both are free of charge. To find out more about me, please visit my website, dramandaferguson.com.au. You can find the link in my show notes. The opinions expressed by guests in these podcasts aren't necessarily shared by me.